This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, season five, we had a little bit of a delay getting here, but, you know, life happens sometimes. But, you know, we are here and we are recording. And how are things going, man? Things are doing swell up here, as I'd like to say. The weather is turning cooler. And for big guys like me, this is our time of the year. This is where we shine, okay? Guys my size don't put on very tight shorts and then go to the beach. You know what I'm Maybe saying? You should. That's, Maybe you should. That's no, that's absolutely the wrong answer. So we should not. And I'm okay with that. And so the more clothes on the better for me. And I like this time of year. It's just, I like the leaves. I like, you know, everything just changes. It's football season. This is really, this is, this is my time, right? This, so it's, it's been going pretty good though. Work is doing great. We did switch EMRs at work and mm, yeah. yeah and for those out there who don't know what an EMR is that's the charting system each hospital system office etc uses and to change one out basically is the equivalent of you know working on your car motor while you're still driving down the road it is not a fun or advisable experience in any way so avoid it if at all possible other than that things have been great How's the like fluid RSV and stuff up there? We had a pretty hard flash, but honestly, it turned out to be just that. It's not any worse. I'd actually probably say overall, in my area in particular, we're probably under normal. We've had quite a few admissions lately here in this area for like RSV type symptoms, and I've been seeing tons of just viral upper respiratory crud in the office. So I was curious. Now I would say I would just like household colds and stuff like that. Yeah, but like serious cases of influenza or you know, little ones with the RSV getting hospitalized, not in my area. Now I know just North of me, they were filling hospitals. So I, I just want to say in my local part of Ohio, though, it's not been too bad at all, which is a real surprise because like I said, not very far away, they were, they were filling places. So I kind of expected it, but it never, never panned out. So not going to complain. Well, I am excited to start season five and we're going to get really juvenile tonight. And we're going to turn into our, you know, 14 year old selves and have a little fun with this episode. <laughs> so for, for those of you who know, you already know what we're, what we're going to be talking about, but uh, there was a show. Yeah. There was a show back in the day called Beavis and Butthead. And as we have done several times in the show, we pick a, a movie or a show and we review it from a more medical standpoint of view. Like the things you see on TV shows that aren't medical shows, you don't think about. Like, you know, they're driving on a road and they get to a small fender bender in a movie. It just flash forwards to them being at home. You don't see their medical care or anything like that. So we decided for a fun thing to do is to look at these shows but explain exactly what you're seeing or what we think is going on. So it's a little fun for us. We hope it's a little fun for you. And if you think so, you should reach out to us. And Ben, where would they be able to find us at? Well, they can find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. Our website, justsomepodcast.com. Email us. Let us know if you like the Beavis and Butthead medical review because let's full disclosure here, Tom did not get it when I first sent this idea to him a while ago. I was like, this will be hilarious. And he's like, I, I, don't, I don't, what? 
<laughs> now, think about it. Like, you don't ever see people medically review cartoons, particularly Beavis and Butthead. So, anyway, email us jsp at justsomepodcast.com. Tom, if they want to help out our show, other than that, what else can they do? Well, they could go to the JSP website. They could scroll down to just about the bottom of the page. They see an Amazon affiliate link. Click on that first before you do anything else on the Amazon website. After you click that link, you can go on, shop, put things in your cart, do whatever you want. You won't even know we were there. It costs you nothing, but it does help out the show, and we would really appreciate it. Also, don't forget that you can give us some ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever you're listening to our show at now. And make sure you check out all our bevy of other shows under the JSP media umbrella. You got Nurse Papa with David. You got Buried Pleasures with Pollyanna. And, of course, you got Will continue to monitor with Tom and I. So yeah, sure you got those too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, Tom, I know it's been a little bit. So, But you know, let's see if we can get back into the flow of things here. You want to get into the story that you may have missed. I do. Yes. I love how you always So, the story you may have missed, this is about a little four-year-old boy in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. And his mother, Kayla, suffers from chronic seizures. She says that Logan, which is the boy's name, is no stranger to her episodes and always does what he can to help. And as he got older, we were like, okay, this happens to mommy. Or when this happens, go get daddy. Well, last month, while Kayla was getting Logan ready for school, she knew something was off. Her husband was at work. So she sat down, called 911, and put the phone on speaker, and then she had a seizure. So the website that I'm reading was able to obtain the phone call from the Sheboygan County dispatcher and Logan. You know, the dispatcher says, what's the address of the emergency? Logan says, my mommy's having an episode. He says, she's shaking her head and her legs. Dispatcher asks, is she able to talk to me on the phone? Logan says, no. Dispatcher says, do you know if that's called a seizure? Logan says, he was quoted later saying he was feeling brave. He did stay on the phone until paramedics arrived and Kayla was able to get the help that she needed. She was quoted as saying, you can't train a kid to do that. It was just instinct. Logan received a life-saving certificate and two medals from the Sheboygan County Sheriff's Office for his bravery, an honor fit for a hero. Thought we'd go with a little, you know, feel-good story, Tom. What are your thoughts? Holy cow. Okay, so per usual, I had no clue what he was going to read about. Absolutely. I was not prepared for that. He usually tries to piss me off at the beginning of every episode by reading me something he knows is going to fire me up. So, yeah, he he caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. And he also knows I'm a... I'm an emotional train wreck most of the time. Like you can't read me stories like this and not get me choked up. So he knows. I was choked up reading it. So I. I oh my god. Okay, let me start at the very beginning. Sheboygan. All right. I just like saying it. Okay. I kind of want to move there. If it wasn't in Wisconsin, I would. Okay. But it's called Sheboygan, so that's pretty awesome. All right. So I just like saying that out loud a lot. Sheboygan. Like I always imagine the people there are really friendly. It's always snowy and they're always cooking kielbasa for some reason. Like that's what I think of Green Bay Packer jackets and kielbasa sausage, like Sheboygan. Bam. Like if, if anything comes to your brain, when you say Sheboygan, that's what it should be. The Green Bay Packer G with a kielbasa through it. All right. There you go. I cannot imagine First of all, how much I want to give this mom a hug, <laughs> right? Because she's home alone with her four-year-old and she knows what's coming. I will tell you my experiences in life has always been the things that you don't see coming and they just blindside you are way easier to deal with because, well, you just – I think it's an instinct. You know, We do what we can at the time when we can do it, right? Or at least most people do. But she knew – she knew like the seizure was coming and to I, that sense of dread and to be able to keep her composure. Let's talk about the smart thing she did. She didn't freak out and just like sit down and cry and then have a seizure. And I'm not saying that in any bad way because I, I don't know if I would do that. I mean, that's that's terrifying is what I'm getting at. But she kept her composure and she said, no, no, no. Let me make this as, you know, 911 and then put it on speakerphone. To, yeah. to try and give this kid a chance. I was like, oh, my God. So all the shout out in the world to this lady, like kudos in every sense of the word to her. 
And then the little boy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing up there in Sheboygan, but keep doing it because apparently you guys got some really great four-year-olds up there. And again, I just, oh, this whole family, I hope nothing but the best for them. <laughs> so like, it was such a great story. I'm very happy you read that. I think it's a heartwarming story. I feel a little, feel a little like, okay, we're on an upbeat now. I'm feeling positive. Man. Yeah. That's you, got, you got me going. That's what I wanted. See? Well, then stop yeah. telling me stuff that's pissing me off all the time. <laughs> I kind of enjoy that too, though. Let's take a break here. We'll talk about our sponsors. And then on the other side of the break, we're going to deep dive into Beavis and Butthead. Hey, Tom, did you know that sound travels at the speed of 1,130 feet per second or 770 miles per hour? Yes, and I only knew that because I really like Chuck Yeager and he beat the speed of sound. Fair enough. But, you know, we can help the sound of your patient's heart and lungs move from their chest into your ears a whole lot better. Would that be an echo digital stethoscope? It sure would. It'd be the echo core digital stethoscope. 40 time amplification so you can hear much much clearer much better noise cancellation so when you got those in you can't hear everybody else talking around you it bluetooth to your app and to your phone it's an amazing amazing piece of equipment and we truly do use it every single day in the office absolutely and i will tell you i feel like i have a much better understanding of what's going on with my patients because i do hear everything so clearly with them so if you are interested and you want to hear what Tom and I hear, go check them out. It's echohealth.com. It's ekohealth.com. Use code JSP. It gives you $50 off your order and lets them know that we sent you. <clears throat> Tom, I tell you what, man, the last few days I woke up with some plantar fasciitis and it is killing me, but I have started using that CBD stat salve on my foot and it is helping tremendously, man. Ben, I've been there. I think it's been pretty well documented, all the foot you know, issues I've had. And I can tell you that the CBD salves and creams always helped me out, but they also work on my knees, my elbows, my shoulder, anywhere I'm having some pain, I could rub that on and it's going to help me out. It can also help with some insomnia issues as well. So I used some of that last night to help make sure I got a good night's sleep. Their products are THC free. So they're, you can have them in any state in the United States. And they love their healthcare people. They love their healthcare people so much that they're going to give you a permanent 40% discount. That's a permanent 40% discount just because you're in healthcare. If you go to cbdstat.care slash healthcare, you fill out that form, they're going to give you 40% off your order just because you're in healthcare. But Tom, they know that not all of our listeners are in healthcare and they want to help them out because they're listening to our show. So what code can they use at checkout? Well, Ben, they could go there. They can get all these great products just like everybody else. And then they can use the code JSP20 and get some money off. Let them know that you listen to our show and get a great product. Really, that's the most important part of this whole process. You need to go check them out. CBDstat.care. All right, Fart Knocker, you ready to get into Beavis and Butthead? You know, Ben, I really am. This is a, a show I loved as a kid, I did not even know they remade it. When you brought me this idea, I didn't, I, when you said, Oh, they got new episodes. I'm like, yeah, I know they, they, they retried it a couple years ago. You're like, no, they have new episodes. So it was a interesting new take on my old memories. Like I was like, Oh, this is the same stuff. They're just new. They're just doing different things now. And so it was a, I think Mike judge did a really good job actually. So we're, the show we're going to be reviewing is Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead. It's on Paramount Plus, not a sponsor, but they could be. Call us. Yeah, Mike Judge, are you listening? But so we're going to review the first two episodes of the show. So the first episode was Escape Room and Special One. The second episode we're reviewing is Boxed In and Beekeepers. There are some things we need to say, though, beforehand. Obviously, we have to understand that cartoons are not actually humans. And so... You have to suspend disbelief sometimes whenever things happen in cartoons that obviously aren't going to be able to happen in real life. You know, like the coyote falling off the the cliff and getting up and or being in a like an accordion type thing when he walks away. So, it, you know, we're in cartoon world, so we need to just remember so that. basically take everything with the appropriate grain of salt. 
Yes. And the other thing I will say about Beavis and Butthead that I loved on the new episodes is instead of they're still doing some music videos, but they're also reviewing like TikToks, yes. videos, hilarious stuff that it, it feels fresh and up to date. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is it's like, it's my old memory. It's Beavis and Butthead doing the new things like, oh, wait a second. This is I could watch this now on YouTube. Like if this was a new show right now, I wouldn't be any more shocked than the fact that I saw it when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like if it didn't exist then and it exists now, I'd be like, okay, same, same difference. Except back then they did music videos, which by the way is a real shock to kids nowadays. They're like, what a, what I'm like music video, music video. They're like, yeah, I know what a video is and I know what music is. Why do you keep putting those two words together? And they look at me like I'm the one doing something wrong. So that that'll make you feel real old, by the way, when you're explaining why you're watching Beavis a butthead to a bunch of kids. So any anyways. <laughs> well, let's jump into the fun. So episode one, like I said, is escape room. And again, reviewing this medically, that's what we're looking for, injuries and things of that nature. So they're in supposed to be going or actually they're standing outside in escape room. Yeah, it starts off outside. Yeah, and I, I love that they were like throwing milk cartons on the road and letting like <laughs> trucks run them over. Hilarious stuff, you know. You're like, yeah, <laughs> juvenile humor. Exactly. Like, but that is truly the essence of Beavis and Butthead, though. Yes, they're not hurting anybody, but it's also really annoying. <laughs> like I don't like. I want to yell at those kids to stop, but really, what did they do? Nothing. Okay, they got splashed with milk and they thought it was fun. You know. But anyways, that's like, ah, oh, that's true Beavis and Butthead right there. So, you know, there's a couple of girls, and so they're going to go into this escape room with them because the, the girls' date's canceled. And they can't tell left from right, so they, you know, the, the mummy's tomb is the left, and the bathroom is to the right. So they end up in the bathroom, and hilarity ensues, you know, especially when they're like, the part where they're like, well, why would there be a turd in the toilet? Like, how is this? Yes. A clue? Yeah. yes, because they are convinced they are actually in the correct place and that they're looking for the clues to get out. And they they never seem to put. And again, the quintessential beavs a butthead is they're lovable because they're not being malicious on purpose. They're being malicious because they don't know any better. So they're they're trying to get out of this place. And finally, in and again, true butthead fashion they just decide to start destroying things until <laughs> until something else happens so that's when they decide to flood the bathroom which leads to the next part so Beavis gets slapped by butthead in the face in the bathroom because he's being stupid and so then butthead is trying to get out so he uses the plunger and he's stuck it to the he's beating the door with the plunger and he suctioned it to the door which pulled the door open briefly. And then it came flying off. When it came flying off, it smacked Beavis in the head. Beavis went flying back hard enough that he hit the wall and knocked the air conditioning vent like great off, which then opened to like a crawl space, which is basically just air conditioning duct. But these guys thought, oh my God, we're onto something. We found the clue of what we needed to do. So clearly some head injuries. You know, he was also knocked against the wall hard enough that it knocked the venting off of, of the wall. So, yeah. And and honestly, if you are ever going to present to an ER nurse and, for instance, let's say Butthead actually cared about his friend and said, wow, you probably have a closed head injury. We should take you to an emergency room to get evaluated. That's some of the stuff that the ER either nurse or physician are going to be asking you is like, how far did he fall? Was he in a standing position? How hard did you push him? Like, And the fact that the grate came out of the wall would actually be an extremely important clue to them because we know those things are usually screwed into a wall. So you hit somebody with enough force to knock that off the wall. That's actually legitimate information that that emergency personnel, either the EMS or the ER crew are going to want to know. So believe it or not, there's a lot of information that was just laid out right in front of them that in real life, we would all want to know. And not a whole lot of other injuries in this. You know, they end up from the men's bathroom into the women's bathroom. That's where they flood it, like you'd said. But I know there was another part in this that you wanted to talk about, which was 
in the break, they watched a TikTok video. Yeah. So again, like we were talking before, instead of just sitting there watching music videos, which are no longer existent, apparently, they watch TikTok. So they watch a very interesting TikTok that they decide to make fun of, but it's about a gentleman explaining how to do prison tattoos. And I thought to myself, has anyone ever actually thought about how many bad things can happen to you? from a simple prison tattoo because when ben was talking to me about this idea he was thinking about like the slaps the kicks the falls the head injuries yes some of the stuff we're going to talk about now and i said i agree and those were hilarious to review because it's beavis and butthead and they're animated and i'm allowed to laugh at that but the dude in the tiktok is a real guy who really did all his prison or all his tattoos while he was serving time in prison so I, I won't go into all the details. You can watch a show for that. But for instance, some of the things that he was talking about being used for both the process of tattooing, I believe in the uh, he used a napkin that they somehow stiffened into a very sharp point, which, again, I don't know for those that are listening. If you've never been around anybody that has worked in corrections or been through corrections, prisoners with a lot of time can find ways to do anything so yes if they say there's a way to sharpen a napkin into the point you can use it to make a tattoo i believe it okay I, I thought that they were using he was using the napkin to as like a fire yeah, yeah. To, well that's what i'm saying it, it could be the napkin i've seen them they have i've seen them make toilet paper into dice i've seen all sorts of stuff come out of prison so you can harden anything and shape it into it so that's what i'm saying is he's using some kind of material that's obviously not stainless steel is what i was going to get at regardless if it's a napkin a shank who knows the point of all this is he's using something completely unsterile to inject a dye that is made roughly of soot and urine if i remember correctly uh, hand sanitizer Hand sanitizer. I thought there was urine in there for some no, reason. Maybe that's another prison tattoo show. And some hand sanitizer and turn it into an ink. Ah, see, okay. Well, either way, none of those are substances that should be being injected into your skin. So we have an unsanitary device that's not made to be using injecting into your skin and pushing hand sanitizer and soot and possibly urine. I'm telling you, I remember urine in there somewhere being pushed into your skin. Right off the bat, let's just go with that's gross. But second of all, now you've opened your skin up, and here's the real problem is bacteria. Now, regardless, this is the part that doesn't matter if you're in prison or not, is this is something actually in family practice I deal with almost daily basis is some type of skin eruption or some type of infection. So let's be real clear about a few things. First of all, just because something's a little red does not mean you have cellulitis or a skin infection. Second of all, just because something's coming from it doesn't mean it's pus and does not mean it's an infection. Usually most skin wounds will have some clear to clear possibly yellow or bloodyish drainage. That's a perfectly normal discharge from a wound, especially if it's brand new. What you don't want to see is thick, viscous stuff like that, okay? So when these guys are doing these prison tattoos, those are the things that are going through my head, Ben, is how to prevent skin infections. And even though that's not directly something that Beavis and Butthead were doing, I saw it on the show and I just thought, hey, if anybody has ever seen a tattoo that has begun to got infected or you think it's getting infected, you need to tell someone to go get an antibiotic. But what I was trying to get at is – these are things that we realistically see versus getting a prison tattoo, all right? A little redness on your skin, not too worried. Hey, I made a ink out of soot and hand sanitizer. I'm a lot worried, okay? That's what I'm getting at. I like how you were being professionally explaining this, and I'm being 14, and I was like, <laughs> you said coming out of it. And I was like, well, that's, hey, you're, you're totally in your Beavis and Butthead character. I mean, and I appreciate that. Like I said, I watched it every day when I was a kid. So let's jump into the second part of episode one, which was a special one. And this was just a Beavis only episode. It was, and it started, it said Beavis and the fire in special one. For those who weren't around in the 90s, like Tom and I were. Beavis is a pyromaniac. It got so bad that so many things got blamed on this show. Children starting fires, things like that, and saying it was because Beavis and Butthead did it, that they had to completely rewrite a lot of that show to the extent of writing out the pyromania aspects of it. It was pretty everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when I first seen this title screen, I'm like, oh my God, they're like coming at this full steam ahead. Like we're going to just address this elephant in the room with pyromania. And if we're going to be able to, you know, do this. So the episode starts with Beavis in a wing place and he's asking about fire wings and he's doing, you know, the fire, fire type things. So he walks around to the back of the building and the dumpster is on fire. The dumpster starts talking to him. Or I'm sorry, the fire starts talking to him. Telling him he's a special one and you know he's been with him since he was a, a small child and kind of addressing this fascination that he has with fire. Obviously some delusions and hallucinations if we look at it medically. Because fire doesn't often talk to people. I, I shouldn't know, Ben. Fire never talks to anybody. Fire doesn't often talk to people. <laughs> yeah, okay, fire. fire. Fire doesn't talk to people, obviously. Then the joke about the whole thing is basically that the fire is wanting him to be a better person. So the first thing it has him do is go run a mile. And then it has him pick up all the bottles and instead of throwing them away, put them in the recycle bin. And, you know, the, the final straw for Beavis was that they wanted him to read, I believe it was The Call of the Wild, and write a five-page report on it. And, and Beavis is like, nah, like, I, like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> and it got me thinking, you know, and I wish Eric was here so we could, you know, pick. Yeah, that, this would be a good one for brain. Eric. You don't often hear of people who have hallucinations, either auditory or visual, saying to do nice things. So it's never like, you know, you always hear people like, oh, the voices in my head told me I needed to kill somebody or the voices in my head are telling me to do bad things. It's never like the voices in my head are telling me to be a good citizen. So I thought that was kind of an interesting twist on this. So again, reviewing it from a medical standpoint, I really liked the fact that we're talking about mental health with Beavis and Butthead because here at Just Some Podcast, we feel mental health is a very important aspect of health. As a matter of fact, mental health is just health to us. Yes. So. Again, getting to talk about it anytime I always think is a, a real important thing for us to do. But a lot of times people will be like, well, I think I'm having delusions and I and I not just from patients, but friends, family, like, well, what does it mean if this is usually how these questions start? And then they're like, well, I think I saw somebody, but it turned out not to be real or something like that. Let's be very clear. All right. A delusion or hallucination is not a brief glimpse you know, there's a million reasons that could happen from you just misidentified somebody that's completely possible to you're just tired and you made a mistake, whatever. What we're talking about in this case, delusions and hallucinations is when it's getting into interaction. Okay. Beavis is not just seeing a face in the fire. Lots of people can see faces in fire. He's having a conversation with the face in the fire. That's the problem. All right. So that's when a delusion or hallucination and there is a difference. But again, Eric's the specialist, not me. So I would let him explain that part. The point what you need to know listening to this is that's when the problems are starting to be identified. Not only do I see a face, I'm listening to the face. I talk to the face. The face responds. Those are all delusions and hallucinations that we become worried about. But as Ben said, this time. The delusion and hallucination was doing something great. You know, every time you ever hear about him in history, though, Ben, you're right. It's something bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Son of Sam isn't famous for talking to a dog that told him to, like, go on a walk. You know, I mean, you, you don't know of any great delusions or hallucinations. But this case, not only was it trying to be helpful, it was trying to get him to improve himself, which, again, You've never heard of somebody with Tourette's that yell, you know, positive affirmations instead of cuss words. So, like, I don't know. And and that's something we were talking about pre-show. That's a very interesting fact. I think maybe we should have Eric on and do a more in-depth episode about positive aspects of some of these delusions or hallucinations. But anyways, the point is, is that's what's going on. So in real life, I would absolutely think Beavis needs to see his primary care provider as soon as possible and have a discussion about his referral to psychiatry because he's talking to dumpster fires. As a side note, though, he really should have done the extra work because the fire really did just want him to be a better person. And I thought that was great. It did want him to be a better person. 
Beavis has had enough, so he went back inside and told the guy, hey, your dumpster's on fire. So he comes out and he puts it out. And you know, Beavis watches him and, and you know, kind of even turns his back to him like, as the fire is screaming, you know, that he's being put out. And so then you think, okay, well, maybe this is how they've addressed the pyromania is, you know, we've addressed it and, and Beavis is over it. Like, you know, he, he's no longer a pyromaniac. The fire was not fun for him. As he's walking off, he picks up a lighter. Yeah. Strikes it a few and, times and then goes, <laughs> fire. And you're like, well, nope. Apparently it's still just Beavis. <laughs> still just Beavis. Beavis is always going to be Beavis. And I, this is also something Ben and I talked about pre-show was if you were around in the 90s, everybody knew somebody that was overly obsessed with fire. Like there was just one person in every group of friends that you better not forget your hat at John's house because John was going to burn it. Like you better not leave anything you don't want around this guy because if it's not his, he's setting something on fire. Or you certainly didn't want to be around him too much and then something catch on fire because you knew they were going to be looking at you (laughs) because you hung out with that guy. So it's not so much a thing now or I don't think it is, but man, it was and did not realize how big it was a part of our lives back then until you started talking about it, Ben. Well, jumping into episode two, this one, as I told Tom via text message when we were talking about this, this was the chef's kiss. This was the National Lampoon's injury-filled episode that I was hoping that we would get to review medically. <laughs> I mean, it was. I, mean, I was just like, it oh, was. there's so much here. He was so happy to text me about that episode. Oh. I really was, yeah. <laughs> so we'll start with episode two with boxed in. So... Beavis has a drill in class and he keeps, you know, revving it up as the teacher's trying to talk. And of course you're like, Oh, is he going to like, is he going to injure himself? You know, is he going to like drill his eye? I mean, you know, it's, it's Beavis and Butthead. You never know. So they get it. He gets it taken away. He can pick it up in a week. So they hatch a plan to hide in a box until school's over. Then they'll go in and get their drill and then, and then, and then leave. The janitor ends up taking the boxes downstairs, which, doesn't result in several injuries at that point. Kicked need in the eye. They were actually at one point got into a fight in the box where they were slapping each other. And we're not talking about a large box because again, it's cartoon world. Yeah. So, so two teenage kids are stuffed into a very medium sized box. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know, the position is, you know, like Beavis or buttheads faces in Beavis's butt. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's all over the place. At one point, he his butthead is messing with Beavis like he normally does, and Beavis is freaking out about you know running out of oxygen, and so butthead starts breathing faster to suck up all the oxygen, which then Beavis chokes him, telling him you know he he will quit choking him when he quits breathing oxygen. Which you know, <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, that's that's the outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and you had mentioned one that I hadn't thought of when they're in the boxes. So do you want to? Yeah, positional asphyxia. So you can actually position your body or this is certainly not the case of Beavis and Butthead. They are probably underweight by quite a bit. But for people of very large stature, especially if they have large abdomens, putting someone on their belly or restricting their movement while they're on their belly, anybody, but in particular people with large abdomens, it can make it extremely too impossible to breathe as a matter of fact it has been attributed to many deaths of people that are positioned like that in handcuffs and so actually it's something that law enforcement is taught to try and avoid if possible and that's the reason why so yeah beavs a butthead believe it or not were putting themselves in positions where this was actually a life-threatening situation on top of the fact that i know it's a cartoon so not really and it's meant to be funny but in my head i'm thinking those dumb kids are going to suffocate not because they're going to run out of air that's not an airtight box but because of the way they put themselves into it which i thought to myself nobody else is going to get that joke so here i am beavis ends up kicking a hole in the box as they're fighting um, <laughs> and then the boxes that are on top of them because they were on the bottom of the boxes which you assume from later in the episode, they talk about textbooks. So there are probably textbooks in the boxes above them. Once he kicks a hole in the side of the box, it the box then gives way, crushing them. <laughs> so you have multiple crush injuries from being crushed under lots of textbooks. Fast forward to Mr. Van Driesen, the, the teacher, 
saying, you know, well, maybe somebody had been missing for a week. And so if you, you know, if you guys hear anything, da, 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 da. well, he said, you know, they'd gotten more math work homework done with Beavis and Butthead being gone because they're not interrupting all the time. <laughs> so they have new textbooks. And when they open the box, Beavis and Butthead come out of the box after a week in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's some real David Blaine stuff going on right there. And so they're very pale. They look like death. You got to be concerned about dehydration. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, anybody that would be trapped in something like that, you very first thing to assess, well, lots of things to assess. You start with the ABCs right there. But realistically, you're going to be thinking, okay, they certainly have not had any fluids for that amount of time. So nutrition and, and replacement of fluids are going to be probably key. But respiratory support, I mean, they are probably so fatigued you actually have to worry about them not being able to continue to breathe on their own power. You may need to assist with either something like a BiPAP or God forbid, if you have to, an intubation. So yeah, they're kind of in the hurt locker in real life. Old <laughs> was a butthead. And the other thought I had, if you're in a, if I'm with you and we're in a box for a week. Well, we're dead. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that box is not going to smell good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a very valid point. Urine but soaked. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, well, after a while, they're not making any more urine because they're not getting any more fluid. So, I mean, that's really that's really only a day one problem if you think about it. I mean, I got to be honest, though, Ben, if me and you are trapped in a box and we live somehow through seven days of no food, water, and a shallow breathing, I really don't care what I smell like, to be completely <laughs> fair. I mean, you could tell me I smell like absolute dog shit. And I'd be like, bro, I'm alive. I don't give one damn about how I smell at this moment in time. So, like, I get what you're saying. And again, as we were talking before, skin infections can turn to cellulitis. That's a bad deal. Yeah, I don't care about any of that at the point in time. It's going to be a whole new set of naked and afraid. <laughs> naked? No. Mm-mm. No. I, I'll i tell you right now, I am not getting in a box with anybody else alive if I if we're both naked. Like, nope, you're going to have to kill me to get me in that box. So there you go. So during the movie video or music video break in this first part of this episode, that's when I'm talking about a mosquito bite that Beavis had and you know how it itched. And so then, of course, Butthead, being the smarter of the two, albeit very, very slightly, tells Beavis, hey, you got that mosquito on your face. And, of course, Beavis is like, well, well, you know, smack it. So, you know, (laughs) Butthead slaps him. And Beavis is like, did you get it? He's like, no. You know, so he slaps him (laughs) multiple times. And he's like, man, this is a tough mosquito. And I'm like, oh, you know, just the classic Beavis and Butthead stuff there where he's hitting him multiple times across the face. Then he's like, oh, I know what I can do. So he goes and gets the can off. And I'm like, oh, he's going to spray. Like, your first thought is, oh, he's going to just hose him with this stuff. But in typical fashion of Beavis and Butthead, no, he slaps him with the can multiple times as well. <laughs> so I guess, you know, he didn't have poisoning, but he, he did have some, definitely some facial trauma. You may, you may have a Lefort fracture, you know, like type one. <laughs> If he got a Lafort fracture, I'll tell you right now, there is no way I'm assuming Beavis and Butthead are getting Lafort fractures from an off can. You guys are going to have to just look up Lafort fractures if you want to. Maybe that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. But it's a major skull trauma that you're not getting from an off can. So don't even say that. That's not whatever. No, come on. That was funny. It, well, it was funny. I was thinking, like, I thought you were going to say, like, orbital. I was like, yeah, you could possibly have an orbital blowout. Like, if you rupture that, you know, that socket, yeah, he could he could have problems. But then you said Lafort. I'm like, whoa, back this train up. We're not even looking for a Lafort on this one. But it is, fu- it is funny. It's funny you say it now. It's, it's funny to think about. But no, I, I never I never considered him for that type of facial trauma, like a Lafort. No. That's why you LaFort, LaFort zero. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Do you have anything else on the box den episode before we jump into the beekeepers? No, sir. I'm excited about beekeepers. Let's get beekeepers. Going. Yeah. So beekeepers, you know, they're, they were, we're going to go to the parking lot and destroy things like they typically do. And there's a farmer's Ab- market there. That's, that's classic beavers and bud. Yep. And so the farmer's market there and Van Dreesen's there and they're talking about, you know, all the stuff that he's selling and his, his significant other is selling honey. 
And so Beavis and Butthead get this idea, oh, well, you know, we can get some bees and we can make some honey and we can sell it for, for, for money. And I did like the throwback to Mr. Anderson um, with this, you know, that they, they brought back all the classics. I mean, you know. All the classics. And so they're walking by his house and he's like, you know, well, there's a big old lost nest back there and I'm going to have to call an exterminator and blah, blah, blah. And so Beavis and Butthead are like, oh, well, we can go back here and take this beehive and we got our bees. So <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to get this down from the the peak of the garage roof. And so they decide to take a rake and just slap it down. And at that point, Beavis draws the rake back, smacking Butthead with the rake, and then slaps the, the wasp nest, causing it to fall, which pisses off all the wasp, and he gets multiple, multiple stings during that time. While he's being stung, he's running because wasp stings hurt because wasps are assholes. <laughs> he runs into the side of the garage and gets knocked unconscious. Yeah, majorly. Like, yeah. closed head injury. With loss of yeah, with loss of consciousness, definite concussion. So you know you have butthead with some minor head trauma, getting hit with a rake, and then of course you have your wasp stings, and then you have your closed head injury with concussion with loss of consciousness. They take the wasp home in a, in the box, and they're like you know trying to figure out how long it takes wasps to make or the bees to make honey, and so. <laughs> And Beavis gets a little angry with the, the, the bees, quote unquote, and starts kicking the box and yelling at it and telling him, you know, they need to do better. And this is a, apparently an airtight box, Tom, because <laughs> yeah, apparently airtight boxes and Beavis and Bud. Telling you, you know, the, the wasps are in there. You can just hear them just this hive of angriness from, from being shaken and kicked and, and everything else. And so, you know, but it's like, well, reach in there and grab the honey. Well, as a rule, though, bees don't like to be taken from where they're at. So let's just start with that. <laughs> yeah. And then they shake them up. Like you said, the entire time, they're just agitating the crap out of these bees. So you could literally, like, if I remember right, you could hear them like, oh, like yeah, yeah. Buzzing in that box. And that's when Butthead's like, okay, open sign and get me that honey. Now, Beavis, being the smart one this time, is like, no, Butthead, because last time they stung a shit out of me and it hurt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who so, says pain isn't a great reinforcement tool? Right? Like, oh, you you know that hurt. Yeah. But it's like, no, use this oven mitt and it'll protect you. <laughs> so Beavis opens the box, reaches his hand in, and of course it all the wasps come flying out, stinging both both of them multiple times. In an enclosed space. That's fine. In fun. an enclosed space. <laughs> You're trapped. <laughs> they kick the box. And the nest goes flying into the bathroom, knocks over a bottle of shampoo, which happens to be golden, like honey. And uh, they're like, oh, whoa, you know, our, our, our bees made honey. <laughs> so they scoop this stuff up. They take it back up to the farmer's market, I assume, the next week. I don't, I mean, there's, you know, you don't know the yeah. passage of time. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't go into that many details. Though I did like <laughs> they still had all the, uh, like, Red dots. Yeah, the red dots from all these stinging that had occurred. They tell Van Dreesen they got this honey. He looks at it. He tastes it, which would actually be ingestion of shampoo, which could be, you know, a bad thing. Could, yeah. Tells them no, it's shampoo. And so they're trying to sell that to him as shampoo instead of honey. Because, you know, their bees are stupid and made uh, shampoo instead of honey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... I, I do want to say the concussion scene, like they didn't, obviously there's no gore. I mean, he just hits his head, but when he stands up, they do the classic, you know, like, like circles around his head, like little stars, his eyes are spinning like spirals. I mean, not that you see that in real life, obviously, but if you've ever taken care of someone immediately after like a motor vehicle accident or anything where they've hit their head hard enough, they got clear concussion. 
that spacey look in their eyes. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. And yeah. that's clearly, yeah, that's clearly what Beavis had in this scene. And the fact that he isn't appropriately responding to certain actions and calls would also be something I would tell you. So someone hits their head really hard. Oh, and then on top of it, now they're no longer answering questions appropriately. They're really ta- long to respond. They start acting like they're sick. Those are all signs. Hey, something really bad is going on. That person needs medical care. So just a little like, hey, side note, what Beavis is experiencing is a extreme concussion on the border. of He probably needs to be checked for any sort of freaking head bleed. OK, so that's that's bad. Right. Like it was like, oh, like, sorry for for Beavis on that one. But the bees one is hilarious. Like, I mean, the concussion one's hilarious, but boy, that bees one had me laughing the entire time. It's Beavis a butthead in its raw form. It's guys trying to get ahead in life. And no matter what life throws at them, they just keep trying. So you kind of got to be great about the, about the positive attitude. But man, they just can't ever seem to make it happen. So first of all, we all know bees are the ones that make Cuddy and Wasp. No, but Wasp are also ultra aggressive you know yeah because they they are they are nature's little flying assholes that's those guys so when they get these bees i think from a medical standpoint the number one thing to watch for is the thing that we all know to watch for and that is anaphylaxis if, if they go into an allergic reaction which again having taken care of patients in it that is a unpleasant experience for not just the patient but all the medical staff involved in their care as well whenever someone doesn't even know they're allergic to something you would still want to watch for the same things so even though bees and butt had never reported any previous history of allergies to bees wasps anything like that you would still want to watch for the classic things i always try and tell people to watch for tightness or pain your mouth your throat your tongue your lips if that starts to feel numb or swollen or you're having difficulty talking swallowing it starts to feel raspy immediately you need to be seeking emergency care you literally have minutes at that point to start making sure making sure your airway is secure so even if you're like hey i've been stung before i've never had a problem but this time you're having problems this time is now your problem you have got to start worrying about it and taking care of it far too often people waste precious minutes because they go oh i didn't know i was allergic well i'm sorry the minute you start having shortness of breath and your face is swelling I don't care what you are doing. You are going to have a, you're having a bad reaction to it. You need to go get seen. Yeah. So this episode ends with them inadvertently switching boxes with Van Dreesen, which again leads to some more hilarity at the end that I was not expecting. Cause I thought, okay, well, that's the end of the episode with the whole, you know, the shampoo and stuff, but no, no, now Van Dreesen has a box of wasp. And <laughs> so he opens the box in his home thinking it's vegetables. The wasps come out. Of course, they're stinging him, stinging his significant other. He runs out of the house and into the side of, I believe it was his van, knocking himself unconscious. And she jumps out a window. Yes. Which would cause. Oh, yeah. Lots of lacerations. Yeah. Unlike in movies where they have safety glass, which is made to break and not cause injury. Real glass is going to absolutely lacerate everything it comes into contact with. And I was the first to arrive at a person that had jumped through a window. And I will tell you right now, the amount of blood on the ground, the word buckets comes to mind. So, uh, yeah. So when she went through that window, obviously it's funny and they don't do that. But in real life, you should, again, just like if you were ever to feel shortness of breath or, or you know, you lose consciousness. Another thing I would tell you is if you have any sort of injury involving glass, like somebody accidentally hit the glass and their arm went through or something like that, you better be planning on an ER trip because something bad got cut. It's going to need stitches or, you know, something's going to happen. So it's funny in the show context from her escaping the bees, but in real life, any sort of injury involving going through a window should be treated pretty seriously. Absolutely. Well, Tom, that wraps up my list of injuries that I had found that we wanted to medically review. Anything else you had? No, I honestly, so the shows are great, but 
it's the same show. I mean, we saw the same information. So now you, you got all the, the important information. I will say <laughs> I had a lot more fun for this show than not that I didn't anticipate liking it. I just, I forgot how much I liked views and butthead, like how, how, how quickly I regressed to 13 years old was pretty quick. And yeah. I loved every second of it. So, and that's not saying you may not even like Beavis of Butthead. I'm not even saying people have to go watch it, but it was a really fun experience for me. That wraps up our medical review of Mike Judge's Beavis of Butthead, available on Paramount Plus. Again, not a sponsor, but they could be. Call us. On that note, hey, this is our season five premiere. So we are so happy to be around for four years, going on five now. We got some cool stuff in the in the pipeline, I'm thinking. I mean, there, there's lots of good ideas. I'm thinking in the coming months, we're going to have another Facebook Live, maybe with Pollyanna. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, I laughed for a couple minutes solid just talking about some of the stuff we wanted to do. So honestly, this is going to be something we're going to have to put some work into, but it will definitely be worth it when we get to the final product. Absolutely. And we're still going to get to some educational episodes along the way too. I mean, we're going to, you know, we did some back to basics with some hypertension and stuff like that in the past. We'll do some more back to basics coming up and, you know, we're always looking for guests and stuff. So if you know people out there that want to get on and talk about stuff, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, Lafort fractures. I mean, whatever it is. Lafort fractures. <laughs> yeah. You know somebody that knows about Lafort fractures. They're either really weird or they're already a freaking trauma surgeon. So don't worry about the rest of that. God freaking Lafort. Now, I would say this. This is straight out from Ben and Tom to everybody listening. We love to hear from you. So please, if you have a suggestion, if you loved an episode, if you hated an episode, if you want Ben to do the rest of his shows in a French accent for the rest of season five, whatever it may be, we need to hear from you if that's what you want or don't want. So please reach out to us and let us know. Oh, that note. (laughs) <laughs> that right there sealed that deal. <laughs> Every viewer in France just got mad instantly. I know. I'm sorry. I would like to apologize to the country of France. No, I didn't say apologize to them. I said I they just got mad. With my my bad Pepe Le Pew voice. So anyway, <laughs> we are wrapping up. We're going to have lots of cool things coming. So just stick around. Some really creepy stuff. I will continue to monitor too. So some good stuff coming all over the airwaves. But on that note, wash your hands, take care of yourselves and each other, and have a great week. Hey everybody, stay safe out there. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. I caught some road bridge and I thought of you. And all the many times you say I should have known Took a press so I could find my chi Find mediocrity's the best that I could do Let's a shower but I slept all day It takes everything to live the life I choose Not the same without you